Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to World of Hard 20 Podcast. It is I, your trusted DM, GM, judge, ref, handler, Brian, welcoming you once again to another one of our Dragon's Demands run-through. Episode 25. I'm, like, really excited that we're finally we're moving through this. And I know that the hard slingers themselves are excited to be close to the end of this blood vow lair. I know that they can feel it. I can feel it. Of course, I have the notes at my discretion, so of course I can feel it too. But you know what? One of the one of the players did something in character form, actually, this episode, and it is so awesome that I'm not going to give it away. But I tell you what, he really just shocked me, and I just it was beautiful. It was beautiful. But you know what? I'm going to let you guys listen to it. Remember, if you like the show, then please write in at rollhard 20 podcast at gmail.com let me know how you're thinking about the show don't forget we're still putting together other ideas for other um, sessions of different systems that we want to start running for you guys <clears throat> please write in tell us if there's something that you would like us to run uh, as long as it has a d20 that's all that matters uh, if it's got a d20 we want to run it for you also don't forget follow us on any one of our social media footprints facebook instagram twitter subscribe to us on our youtube channel don't forget to hit that little bell so you never miss when we drop one of our episodes because it's still weekly baby it's still weekly and we're coming at you live uh let's see what else don't forget our patreon at patreon.com slash roll the hard 20 podcast for as little as a dollar you too can help us keep the lights on i know right now it seems a little bright because i have the window open who would think that just last intro it was thundering and lightning and it was so loud and just wow i mean it shocked me too all that being said, I'm just glad to have each and every one of you out there listening to the show. It really does mean a lot. Uh, I know that as we've been going on, we see our subscribers bumping up. We see our listenership bumping up. And I hope everyone out there is enjoying it just as much as we are enjoying running it. Believe me when I tell you that we do it for you guys as well. We want to put out the funny for you. And we want to put out the adventures for you. So I'm not going to take up any more of your time. Warm up your dice and top off your glass as Roll the Hard 20 Podcast presents episode 25 of our Dragon's Demand run-through. Keeping the faith. If it seems like I've been lost in, let's remember. Anyways, enjoy everybody. Get up at we'd get up at 6 a.m. because we had players that were on the east coast and we would start at 6 a.m. my local time and we would run for eight hours so basically like your mom would have to bring in a porta potty and change of clothes and beer <laughs> yeah exactly yeah it was it was hardcore back then that game was super hardcore yeah your corpse runs your corpse runs could take hours hours to get your corpse yeah yeah you mean to go back and find your body kind of thing or what yeah seriously yeah. like i played i played a barbarian which was it would take it would take two and a half hours of real game time to get to the human harbor called freeport and um often as soon as you um logged or or zoned into the freeport region Sometimes um, a griffin would be right there and kill you. 
You were <laughs> almost there. Oh. So you'd have to naked run all the way back two and a half hours. Naked Dude, run. I played a druid. I was like, after a certain point, I was like, fuck that shit, I'm teleporting. <laughs> yeah, it was it was tough, man. It was very hardcore back then. Yep. High pass hold, trying to get past the uh, <laughs> the uh, giants. Oh my god. Did you ever see the druids uh, like druids leveling on killing the bards? Oh yeah, we used to go. We used. I can't even remember the. I think it was Riverdale. We mm-hmm. used to go and um, uh, hunt all the gnomes. We used to uh, all the guard, all the gnome guards. We used to uh-huh. kite them around the front of Riverdale. Oh my god! <sighs> the old days. All right. Well, how are all you guys doing this fine evening? Doing well. Doing well. Doing great. It's afternoon. Good. <laughs> What time is it? Right. Get your get your time right, Brian. Yeah. It's two o'clock. It's uh, five o'clock here. By the way, it's been raining so hard. Uh, I was telling uh, Chris just a few moments ago that I had just finished the 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 edit for last week's session. And oh, so sure. when I was doing the intro, like if you guys watch it, you'll see like this big blast of light and then just this thunder just <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to have any uh, fully sound effects going on here or not, but yeah, we had that yeah. weather a couple of days ago, just thunder and lightning randomly out there. Oh, really? oh, nuts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My best friend lives in Anaheim and him, like apparently at some point it was like over his house and him and his mother own a condo together. And they were just like looking up like, Oh, we're totally going to die. <laughs> this whole building is going to collapse on us. Anyways. You never get thunder and lightning in SoCal. Are we ready to do some nerding out here with this Dragons Demand run-through, or what are we doing? Oh, yeah. I'm ready to deal with these damn kobolds. Oh, yeah, you are. Well, greetings, fellow singers. Welcome back to Roll the Hard 20 podcast. It is I, your trusted GM, Brian, and with me, the Hard Slingers. Yeah. Yeah. Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening whatever we got to get something out there because my bowels failed their constitution check last week and we are behind the eight ball so you guys basically took (laughs) (laughs) took care of those pesty kabolds and their pet snapping turtles you guys found yourselves in armory where circan you managed to uh, procure a plus one cold iron master sword right masterworks uh long sword yes you guys have one place to go, one direction left. You guys know when you go back into that room with the big pool in the middle that there was only one exit out. The other one was looked like an avalanche had crushed down and basically blocked any further progress that way. The only exit is to the south, otherwise back the way you came, which is always an option if you guys want to bliss out. Oh, yeah. Those turtles. <laughs> Um, actually, Flint wanted to grab a uh, crossbow. Turtle? Well, maybe as a souvenir later, but he yeah, wanted to grab okay. one of the uh, crossbows at the uh, armory before we left. We, we, okay, we just so you know, there were no shield. crossbows. No? Oh, okay. No, there were two bows, um, four slings, you know, uh, 12 spears, a bunch of sling bullets, three suits of leather armor, three wooden shields one long 
iron sword in a partridge in a pear tree. All right. Any short bows? Which is dead. No. <laughs> no short. Well, no, they were just straight up short bows. I would imagine that's what they were. It just says two bows. I didn't say right. long bows or not. So I'll grab a short bow. Can I do an arcana check and see if any if uh, one of the short bows is uh, magical? Sure. You know what though? You don't even have to waste your time because Warren already did something like that last week, and the only thing that kind of gave off something was that sword. Oh, okay. I so I wouldn't want you to waste any of your time doing okay. that. Okay, I didn't remember that. Okay. You know why? Because I didn't post the episode yet. <laughs> we refer back to the last three minutes. <laughs> last tell you why. <laughs> Anyways, well, we've only got one way to go. Let's get this over with. We're going All south? Right. You're going to go south. Yep. Um we're wasn't that um if we if we look at where we were on the map we had that room with the pool and the the armory was in the oh there we go there you South, go southeast corner that's where you guys are right now it's the southeast corner okay oh. and we can go either south or west we have two options west only allowed you to go so far before you ran into all the the cave in that's where you okay. were Con okay. You were constantly cowering from Stubby <laughs> when you were firing from a distance and hiding, and where Flint decided he was going to heal himself like eight charges out of that wand, <laughs> while poor Sirkin just got like a, a half a peso of HP. <laughs> yeah. Okay, south it is. I'll um, I'll I'll take uh, front to look for traps. Okay. I'll follow Can behind. See? Well, let me explain. <laughs> So you see that this particular uh, passageway goes down about 10 feet. This is what you're seeing from the opening. And then you see it, it opens wider. Like the passageway itself is five feet. It goes down about 10 feet and then it opens off to the west, which is to your right. But you can't really see where it is that it, what it opens onto. You do notice that further in against the far south wall, um, perhaps another 25 feet away from you there appears to be another uh exit that goes that way so like uh, if you're coming from the northern part of a room there's a like a 10-foot hallway then it gets wider to your right but you can see opposite you another way to keep going okay all right what, what's our marching order i'm i'm first flint's behind Flint me second yeah well let's put this up here Warren, do you want to be in the middle or in the back? Uh, I'll be in the middle. Okay. Okay. Now this has nothing to do of with course. with with initiative. I just need to be able to see who's who's going in because I want to go yep. by your guys' marching order. By which you see of course, team. also Night Kale and. Pax. Yeah, he's on there too. Thank oh, you for reminding Pax me. That. Fucking bailed out. Yeah. He's like peace. Pax no more. Oh. He I? will stay behind. Sirkin. Because that's where he wants to be. He wants to keep an eye on Sirkin in case he falls and he has to heal him again. Yeah, you know, fair enough. Stubbing your toe, you do uh, 1d2 pounds. <laughs> Hold on a second. I am back. Sorry. Yeah. Forgot something very important. My dice. Oh, yes. Oh, no. I'm telling you, man, it's been a rough week. I even got 
different dice for you guys last last Ooh. Wednesday too, and I just I couldn't bring it. I, I fumbled myself. So wow. Stubby, do you want to continue going deeper? I do. I do. Um, like to go deeper into that room. Um, it's it's not quite dark, I should say, but it's darker than low light. Um, I would like to uh, search for traps along that front, the entrance before we get too far in. Uh, Stebby realizes that uh, with this low light, he may not be the best to go um, in first position. Okay. But um, where I'm at right now, I'd like to at least uh, search for traps at the entrance and then, um, you know, mention to Flint, hey, this probably wasn't a good idea that I was up front. <laughs> I, I forgot about the low light. <laughs> it's all right, buddy. So um, I'm going to do a dex for um, trap. Is it dex? Yeah, dex. Well, if you're looking for them, typically it's an investigation roll. Is it an investigate? Okay, investigation check. Yep. All right, so investigation check, roll 13. From what you can tell, you don't seem to find any traps. You're pretty confident that you could keep on walking um, within that first five or 10 feet or I'm assuming that's where you checked was within the, yep, within the first five or 10 feet. Yeah. Okay. So um, I exchange a position with Flint and say, sorry, buddy, you're the meat shield. Um, but at least for the first 10 feet, it doesn't look like uh, we've got any traps to worry about. All right. I'll try to do my best. Uh, Flint wants to make a, perception check to see if there's any other traps that he can sense or do you want investigation uh, investigation I, investigation i will also see if there's anything that i notice it's a 16 that i can see perfectly you can uh, that is a 21 21 nice both of you are very confident that this particular hallway is has no traps in there whatsoever okay all right uh flint will continue marching forward Flynn, as you begin to enter into this uh, this entry of this 10 feet wide, you notice that, I'm sorry, it's five feet wide. As you go down about 10 feet, you notice that the room seems to widen out to about 10 feet to your right for a distance of another 15 feet. You see a single small pallet that's just heaped with furs and has been pushed against the southern jagged wall right next to the only other exit out of this little cave and laying on top of it, you can just make out an aged kobold. He's covered in dull green scales and his closed eyelids begin to flutter and open as he hears you come into the room. And even from this distance, you can see that he in these sockets are just these milky white orbs. His head kind of cranes a little to the side, and in this raspy voice, he calls out to you in common. I can tell by your scent that you are strangers here. If my nose tells the truth, you bring the destruction I foretold. That is a good thing. I had hoped to see its ruin 
before my journey to the other world. But I'll settle for listening to it. What destruction would that be? Come closer. I smell a sense of faith upon you. Closer uh, to me. I'll head out closer towards it, but still maintaining distance, like at least 15 feet away from this guy. Okay, so that basically puts you against the eastern wall. Okay. As he's still against the southwestern corner. And it's still... Uh, um, did you say dim lighting or, or regular light? No, it's, it's way low light in here. Okay, it's, way it's, low light? Okay. Yeah. I don't think there's a... <laughs> there's not a, an actual mechanic for way low light, but... Uh, way low light. You should be able to see if... Uh, <laughs> so, the, the destruction of the Blood Vow tribe, of course. Please hmm. have a... Sit and have a spell with me. At that time, can I see how this guy's... Uh, is he chained to anything or he's just he's just sitting on top of this pallet there's these old nappy ratty looking furs probably skinned off some mangy goat or something and he's just kind of heaped on top of it doesn't look like he's going anywhere has been anywhere anytime lately um i'll kind of look at uh nighttail questioningly and just kind of quietly so that hopefully mm -hmm. Only he hears is, do you know this one? Well, I've never been down this far, but I had heard that there was once a uh, a priest that used to uh, advise rogue hairs. It's possible this could be that priest. Hmm. Curious. And uh, I'll step forward and, and look at the older kobold and say, You've foretold the destruction of this tribe. And that is true. I would advise rogue has several times. The getting caught up with the Teparax was a mistake. So a Teparax is alive? He seemed to think so. He became you... infatuated with the name. I, of course, had never seen the Teparax. Then again, I had never seen Rogas. I can't remember the last time I had seen myself naked. Ew. <laughs> Tis a pity. <laughs> Please sit with me a moment. Use my passing. Can I make an insight check on this guy? See if he's telling the truth. In what regard? <clears throat> if he's actually against uh, Rojas and trying to overrule them. The destruction of the organization. Yeah, he was trying to advise Rojas not to be involved with it. If that, that's what you made. The insight on? Yeah. Okay. 22. Yeah, you seem fairly confident that what he is telling you is honest. Okay. So, or that he what, believes what he is telling you is honest. There's always that. Uh, well, there's that there. 
so um i'll kind of sit cross-legged against like a wall where i can easily see both entra- entrances um probably maybe like 10 feet away from him okay so you basically um, get like 10 feet away from him, kind of squat down so you could look at yeah him, but you're looking directly at him as well you're like directly right. in front of him okay right um and i'll tell him so what was the nature of this destruction and why and did it um rogue has give you any reasons why he was not following your advice my name is jacol i was the uh, still am the priest of the infernal duke vapula having been cast aside by rogue has when i advised him that our tribe should stay the course we should not meddle in the human affairs or any other nefarious affairs such as this a tapirax that he had supposedly had been in contact with something to do with a human wizard named Hunkley. from behind you you hear night tell say that sounds about right what i had once said to rogue has myself so it Jockhole does not hear this. Hmm. So, um, Hunkley is the one that links the tribe to a Tepperax, not Roghas. Are you asking him or asking me? I'm, uh, uh, I'm verbally stating it. So, uh, maybe less directly to him and more like Warren's trying to put the pieces together. He kind of scampers off his pallet with like lightning speed, surprisingly, and just stops about five feet from you and craning his head. He's like, no, Rogue has had met. So he says with the Tepperax. And the Tepperax wanted him to do something for him. Something to do with that wizard. The wizard was not a middleman. He was a means to an end. Hmm. I sense one among you, though, who walks by the light of their faith. Who among you does so? I kind of imagine all of us are like, (laughs) (laughs) just there. (laughs) That would be me. He kind of cranes his head towards you as all the wind sucks away from you and you're left in this vacuum void with your (laughs) allies having parted away from you. I advise you to be aware of the scaly beast, strangers. He seems to speak reason, but his words are poison. And his bats, the ones he calls forth from the darkness, they are harbingers of lunacy and chaos. This dread lord, a Tepperax, will surely be your doom, as it has been ours. As is proof by his conversion of our tribe. He looks at you, Flint, or you can only imagine he's all, Take heed, brethren. Beware. And he actually collapses right in front of you. He tries to... Yeah, he basically just expires 
I raised dead. No. Um, <laughs> and you see his, his hand opens up almost as though gesturing in front of you. And, and you see it's a, uh, in his hand is like a small box with a leather cord wrapped around it, roughly like an inch by an inch by two inches. Almost as though with his dying gesture, he was trying to hand it towards you personally. Uh, Flint will try to carefully remove the box from him and hide it away. So I mean, nobody I would else sees it or what? And so no one else sees it. I, would I know Stabby probably, didn't see it. I know maybe Warren might have seen it, but <laughs> I try to conceal it. As okay, best well, as make can. a... Warren, do you want to see, make a make an inspection uh, or an investigation I mean, or, or anything? Or do you want to just say you saw it and ignore it? What do you want to do about that? Uh, I mean, if Flint is being at all sneaky, I would suspect it would be a perception versus a sleight of hand. Yeah, make your perception check. And if you wanted to do that, Flint, you'd have to make your sleight of hand in your check. Okay. I mean, you don't have to make it. I'll buy a whole lot. I only got an eight. All right, my sleight of hand's not that great, but I rolled pretty decent. That's 12. Okay. So basically, so you I... snaggle this thing without warrant seeing. Sirkin, did you want to say <clears throat> see any of that to any degree? I think Sirkin's a little too far away to see that. He was kind of still at the entrance where we got came in. Okay. He's kind of just watching the entire encounter. And Nightel is actually kind of being rear guard making sure that nobody's coming up behind them making sure there's no other snapping turtles coming out of the water or anything else because he doesn't know he's completely unfamiliar with what's going on you know in this you know down in this lower level at this time mm -hmm. well make a, flint why don't you go ahead and make a wisdom check as you snack snack this box Snack the box. Snack is that, is it, is it a, Snack that a, box. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was good at first, and then it rolled over. Fifteen. Fifteen. That's actually very well done. As you reached out and snagged this thing, as you're bringing it into your into your tunic, you're looking down at it briefly, and you notice that this is what's called a phylactery of faithfulness. I'm gonna tell you what this does. It, this item permits the wearer to be aware of any action or item that could adversely affect his alignment and his standing with his deity, including magical effects. He acquires this information prior to performing such an action or becoming associated with such an item. In other words, that way your alignment doesn't change or you're standing with your deity. Okay. But you have to take a moment to contemplate the act meaning that you have to inform me before you use it. Okay. In other words, you can't say, oh, well, I had this thing in, but yeah. if you're going to do something, whatever, you got to tell me that you're going to use it. That's called a cool. phylactery of faithfulness. It's like pretty awesome. It's like when you submit coupons for service, they have to be <laughs> the time of service. Yeah. Only if the uh, coupons expired, you're, you don't go to hell. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's a little or different. You here. know, you're yeah. about to go to hell. <laughs> yeah, you, you kind of go. Well, wait, wait a second. This is this coupon. It might, you know, I might be blocked, so I don't want to use that. At that point, uh, since 
he he's dead now. He would like to uh, Flint would actually like to kind of position his body in a respectful way, just like lay down on the ground, kind of fix him up as much as he could, just kind of give him like a proper send off. That's really kind of you, Flint. So you, you lay him down. Yeah. Lay him down. Um, I fix him up and, and, you know, say a quick prayer. While uh, Flint is doing this, uh, Warren will, um, Warren will recite in Draconic, um, it like a brief, uh, like a verse, um, that is, uh, basically honoring of like the dead and, um, such as, as, uh, Flint is, uh, laying uh laying down this cobalt for his as he's laying him out and making him presentable for the afterlife and you begin to recite this as you come to the final conclusion of it you just feel this this wind kind of hustle through the uh through the cavern kind of buffet your cheeks and your hair and just sail on out almost as though his spirit is leaving this cavern in general Mm -hmm. boys done a good job that's right and then we loot the body (laughs) (laughs) well in that case you don't find a gold doubloon on it you fuck kidding i'm kidding i was gonna say why don't you two roll off to see who gets your gold gets the gold doubloon oh okay d20 there uh straight up d20 i got i got a nine (laughs) i got a six Oh shit. Flint, you got a gold doubloon. Mark it down right next to those hundred right. charges of that healing wand of yours. I never <laughs> known right. a I never known <laughs> a wand to like grow in charges. <laughs> What's that? I think you could track. Is that D12 healing? <laughs> Still got four more charges. <laughs> so you know Probably that gonna need them. Right. You guys notice that there is that exit that's still to the south. Okay. I'll go to the edge of it and just kind of poke my head around, see how far down I can see. It looks like it goes down to the southeast about 30 feet before it opens onto a an area that appears to be lit a little brighter than where they left this dying old kobold. It's possible they left him here in the dark because he was already blind. There's no purpose for him to have any mm-hmm. type of illumination, but... Perhaps they just left them here just to fucking die. Yeah. Um, I'll just kind of quietly turn to the others and say it, it does look like there's at least some light up ahead. Stubby gets uh. excited. <laughs> <laughs> I can be like, of use. Be quick, blind. quick, Brian, move me back up to the front. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to move back up to the top of the uh, the marching order? Or you still want to stay behind Flint? Um. Uh, put me up at the front um, for at least for the entrance to this tunnel. For the uh, first eight feet, put me at the yeah. top. <laughs> and then after that, I'll push him in front. Uh, I want to search for traps again because we only um, we only search for traps within the room, right? No, you searched at the at the entrance of coming to the room. But yeah, the, but but uh, Warren and Flint did perception checks and they were confident that there were no other traps within the room. Yeah, but nothing leaving the room. If that's nothing leaving the room. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah, we stopped to see the old uh, Kabul. Okay. Okay. So um, Stebby uh, heads southbound towards the uh, the egress of the room. Okay. Did you want to make your investigation in there, or yeah, what, I'll do an investigation at the the entrance to the the hallway at the south southern end. Okay. Six. Six. Oh, you're pretty confident there's nothing going on. <laughs> Looks good. With a six. <laughs> With a... <laughs> Let's go, boys. <laughs> um, I I look back at the group and say, I, I, I don't believe that there's uh, anything ahead of us, but I'm not quite feeling myself today, and I'm not entirely sure that I have uh, seen all potential harm that may lay in front of us. Melee. That may. Funny you should say that. <laughs> Speaking of Make melee. <laughs> mm -hmm. I wish I could lend you my eyes, Tabby. I, I know that would be of great assistance to you. But, well, only one way to go now. Southeast. Mm -hmm. So, Stubby, are you leading this procession? Yep, we'll uh, keep going. Um, how far can I see ahead of you can see the full 30 feet. It looks like it comes out onto like a, another room. From okay. what you can tell way back here, it almost looks kind of round. The walls look sort of roundish. Sirkin, why don't you make a perception check? Okay. Let's see, that will be 14. 14. As you're following Warren something kind of catches your attention. You look back and you notice that Nighttail is, is saying a few words over this Jacol, you know, and then he, he sees you looking at him. He kind of stands up and straightens up his, his attire and kind of nods like, okay, let's keep, let's keep going. You know, so he might've been saying something to the, to the dead old kobold. Yeah. Uh, at that point, I'll say to Nighttail. Uh, what, were, what were you saying? What were you whispering? Heard. I was just hoping that his spirit rests easy on the other side of this world. That's all. The old kobold looked as though he had, uh, had a hell of a life. I'd like to see him do better in the next. Well, kind of me to do. Well, I never knew him, so he was not my enemy. That's something all you should remember when you're going through this place. Just because you haven't met somebody doesn't mean they're your enemy. Those are wise words. Thank you. I owe it all to Voodoo <laughs> Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> little little plug there for Voodoo Ranger. Yeah. <laughs> Shameless product placement. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Shameless plug. So, Stubby, you continue making your way down about 30 feet, and you notice that this uh, this tunnel opens you onto a cavern that's ovoid in shape with a north to south length of 40 feet and 30 feet at its widest center point. And you're actually coming out of it at its northwestern portion uh you also notice that the floor is completely strewn 
with straw and bones. Um, I I uh, motion to the rest of the party behind me and <clears throat> call oh, them. I'm sorry. Off. Hold on a second. Forgot to flip the page. And you could just There's make more. out in the southeastern wall another passage. In the southeast, there's another passage. There's, yeah, there's a south, there's a passage in the southeast wall. Okay. Um, I, I motion the rest of the party forward um, and, and mention we should be cautious moving forward. Um, there are bones and straw uh, among the floor here. Perhaps they're, uh, they were feeding something larger than the kobolds in this cavern. Um, looking ahead a little bit, uh, does 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 it look like that? Does it actually smell like more like an animal than maybe the rest of the cave? Make a history check. A history. Yes. I'm good. Yeah. Do you want Flint to make a history check? Because this any one of you familiar. can make a history check. All right. Uh, sixteen. Sixteen. That would be enough. You guys wouldn't need to make any others. Warren, you remember it wasn't too long ago it was probably maybe like 45 minutes ago when you first got into the blood valor that at one point you guys did turn a corner and stubby had noticed that the floor was strewn with straw and bones mm-hmm. it happened to be the nesting area of several large rats mm. this is this is very reminiscent of the same smells and the same disarray of the room Okay. Uh, I'll share that with everyone. It looked kind of like what it was up in front of the cave. Um, there may be some rats around. Let's be careful. Stabby, careful with those uh, poison darts lying around. Make sure we go uh, find those traps. <laughs> <laughs> well, wand of healing. <laughs> you just got fit in one of them. We don't need those charges. Yeah. Um, let's move carefully and keep an eye out for these rats. Describe how you want to traverse this room if you're coming out of it out of the, out of the northwestern portion of this ovoid. Um, Stebby will go along the southeast, southwest wall, or the western wall of this room. Okay. As you begin to move along the western wall, is everybody following him, or are you guys waiting to see what he trips? <laughs> uh, Warren, I mean, I'll... If we're not stealthily going through and we're just being cautious, I'll be like 10 feet behind him. Okay, so you guys are going to space yourselves out by 10 feet then? Probably, I'm just kind yeah. of making like the assumption of what you guys are doing here. Yeah. 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 So to be as you get... What is the length of this thing again? Sorry. So 40, uh, 40 feet. feet. Thought, yeah. As you get to about the 20 foot mark area, you notice that there appears to be a cutout in the western wall before you get to the southwestern exit. It from where you were at when you were looking at the when you first entered the room, you really couldn't see it because of the way the wall meshed together. But now as you're getting closer, you can see that there's a, there's deeper shadows 
indicating that there's some kind of a cutout that's probably about maybe seven feet wide or so in the wall. How tall is it? Maybe five feet, five and a half feet tall. Five by seven cutout, not enough for a door, but a cutout in the stone. Uh, you can't tell if it's enough for a door, but you don't see a door from where you are. No. Does Flint see the door from where he's at? You can't from where you are. Okay. Or you'd have, to, you'd, have to get, you'd have to get closer or make a perception check from where you are. All right. Because nobody else is in the room. If everybody's at 10 foot intervals and studies oh, okay. at 20, Flint would be at 10. Everybody else would be at zero at this point. Ooh, I don't yeah. think I saw anything with an 11. Okay. Yeah, you didn't see. You can't see what he what's around Stubby's giant stature <laughs> of two foot. Crouch eight. down. <laughs> Have some consideration, man. You're hogging it. So Stebby is gonna um, draw his two daggers in both of his hands, or dagger in each hand, um, and and cautiously approach that cutout. Um, okay. To see if um, he hears anything or um, sees anything that might. Uh, reveal more of what this cutout is it looks like it's a cave and from what you can tell uh it looks like it goes in about 10 feet and then it gets really dark after that but you you can't see <laughs> i can't see all right Flint, I'll, uh, you're gonna have to get that shit worked over man you're gonna go have to go see riddick <laughs> it's your shit shined Flint, flint's gonna move up to where stebby's at What's going on? I, I can't see. There's there's clearly a, a cave here, but I can't see beyond just a few feet. Can can you see what is in here? Who's the uh, next person to move into the room? Well, you guys, because you guys made it down to the 30 feet point then. Yeah. Okay. Right. Is there another person at the 20 and then the 10? Uh, well, I think Flint moved up with Stabby when Stabby was like, I'm out. Yeah, um, yeah. We were like, like we said, like ten feet apart. So yeah, I'm just trying to see heavy, who covered the distance of the rest of the way. Yeah, Warren, Warren would move up, would move up a little bit. Um, I think it's Sirkin and then Nightkale. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if Warren's in the room, like Warren can see perfectly in darkness. So show off. Um, <laughs> Without even trying to worship, you just gotta worship a supernatural patron. That's all, or maybe not worship. That that's a little strong. You need to have an understanding. But I anyways, stand just fine. Uh, so can I that I can see in the dark. So what does Warren see? Well, Flint can see just fine. I'm imagining that Flint. I just want to see where everybody else had gone. Flint, you notice that what Stabby's looking at is at about ten feet into the cave. There appears to be a wooden door that's in a closed position. Hmm. Well, Stubby, looks like there's a door right ahead of us. Um, do you think it's safe to approach or? I do. We, we should investigate. We should see what, what is beyond this door. Okay. I'll move up to uh, Flint's location. Oh, I should um, be standing next to you. <laughs> well, you came, uh, you moved forward into that door, though, is a few feet in, correct? It's 10 feet in. It's, it's 10 yeah. feet in, but where yeah. you were, where we were standing, you couldn't see that that far. Oh, okay. Well, because it, it 
got dark, but the darkness was actually the closed door. But you couldn't see that. Can I how- see? Can I see any part of the door, like hinges or handles or anything? Not from where you are at the opening. You're just you're too far back, and it's too dark in there. But Flint could see it. He could see, you know, as it gets, you know, light gray to a little darker gray, and then finally it's it's at that point where he could say, "Oh yeah, you know, I could see that the the walls are jagged." They go to a door, and the door is closed. Okay, but well, you can't see it. To you, it just looks like a a cave that gets darker as it gets deeper. Black tunnel. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I say to Flint, um, I can't really see very well. Um, but I'm going to light a candle so that I can see this door more clearly. I know, I know it didn't work so well last time, but just be prepared for me to crawl up on your back. Blank <laughs> um, gets his uh, mace and shield ready. <laughs> so I'll, I'll uh, light a candle so I can see the door and I'll um, gently try the handle. Okay, it is unlocked. Okay. Um, Flint, the door is unlocked. Can you let the rest of the party know so they can come forward? Um, I, It's not smart for me to lead the party into this darkness. We need somebody okay. with better vision. I imagine Warren would be like at the, the opening of it and he's like mm-hmm. signaling to, you know, yeah. come forward. I'll motion Nighttail, Sirkin, and Hack, if Hack is still there, um, to move up a little bit. Yeah, Serkin will join up with the rest of the group. As will Night Tail. So, you open the door. Is that what you did, Stubby? Yeah, I swung the door. It does a swing left or right. Swings to the right. Okay. Swings in and to the right. I swing and you're immediately buffeted by this nauseating smell of you know, piss and shit and just all these these other horrible smells that just move past you and all the guys in the hallway. And I need everybody to make a con save. Oh. Oh. Including my boy. All right, that's decent. Stubby. I rolled a one, however, I have half lean luck, so I get to re-roll. A nine. Nine. Warren. Warren is losing anything that might have been in his stomach with a natural one because oh, I don't have halfling left. Oh, are you carrying a weapon, by the way? Warren? Yes. Um, he doesn't have one in his hand, but okay. Warren does that, carry a dagger. That's all I needed to know. Is, he is, is, is a weapon. weapon. That's right. Circuit, <laughs> I kill you. Weapon. Manslaughter. Circuit, what'd you get? Cobalt slaughter. 18. 18. Just so you know, uh, Nighttail got an 18 as well. Flint, what did you get? 21. 21. Stabi, both you and Warren are nauseated until you make a con save and pass it to where all you can do is one action. You can't cast spells. You can't attack. You can't use any concentration on spells or do anything else that requires attention. You have one move action per turn. That is incorporated from the Pathfinder rules, which we are slowly starting to incorporate because it's integral to the Dragon's Demand run through. 
So we can only move? You can only move until you make a con save and pass it. Okay. Okay. So so every every round, every time your turn comes up, you need to make a con save to eliminate that. I also need for you to make a dex save, Stubby. Because you're holding a candle. 13. 13. You retain the candle, which is a good thing. Let's roll some initiative as you see these large rats begin to move out of their lair and move directly towards the five of you. Yeah. Fuck. Why didn't we see these coming? (laughs) Warren, what'd you get? I got a 17. 17. Stubby. 18. Sirkin. Six. Flint. 13. 13. Give me half a moment to put this together. Nighttail immediately sees these things start moving. He pulls out his spear, but from where he's at, he's going to hold his action at the mouth of this cave. Stubby, you are right at the front door. Need you to make a con save. You need, actually, you need to move first and then make the con save at the end of your turn. Um, I'm gonna move back into the, the room. Okay. The, the 40 by 40 room. Okay, 40 by 30. Or 40 by 30. I think it's 40 by 30, yeah. Um, Manusha. I'll move... Um, yeah, it's important, though, when we play Pathfinder. <laughs> <laughs> Movement is very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll move um, kind of, like, to the middle of, of that room. Okay. Okay, and then con save? Yes. 11. You still remain in this state. Warren, I need for you to move and do the same. I'm also going to move back away from um, uh, wherever these rats are coming from to a safer spot. And then I will continue to retch my guts out. So I imagine I'm probably following Stabby pretty close. Okay. Uh, That comes out to a 14. You feel this save. this breath of fresh air, you know, just all this the stench of of urine and, and feces and everything begins to leave your lungs, and you start to regain your composure at this point. From inside okay. the hallway, you see these three rats come out. They have two targets in front, three targets in front of them. Sorry, because Nighttail is there as well. The first one will go for, we'll just go down the line. We'll go one for Flint, one for Sirkin, and one for Nighttail. One for Flint, miss, one for Sirkin, miss. And as the other one moves up to get Nighttail, he immediately attacks it in a power stance with his spear, which is going to be at a negative, by the way, to hit. If I can find it. There it is, negative two. 16, that'll hit. So it gets him a plus six bonus on his attack for eight points of damage. 
and then it, yeah, then it attacks Nighttail and misses. Flint, you see this rat come up to you, just gnashing of teeth, ready to take you out. I was hoping they were still behind the door. I was hoping to shut the door. <laughs> no, they came barreling out as soon as Stubby swung this fucker wide. They're like, yeah, food, yeah. All right, at that point, since Flint has his mace and shield out, he is going to try to attack the closest rat. Okay. Oops. I think Flint might be a little gamey for them. Yeah, that (laughs) is going to be a non-natural 20. Oh, that'll hit. Give me some damage. All right, for three points of damage. That's it? So light damage. Yeah, I rolled really shitty. Oh boy, that's horrible. (laughs) Yeah, I rolled a two. Sirkin. <laughs> That's all you have is a plus one on that attack? Plus one, yeah. Holy shit. You suck. Sirkin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You see this large rat as well come up to you. Its teeth and claws trying to get at you. <sighs> Misses you once. Repost, please. Okay, at that point, I'm going to try to pull out my uh, magically tuned longsword, and I'm going to try to attack that rat right in front of me. And is it plus one to the roll or to the attack? That's the same thing. Just plus one to the attack, not to the damage. Uh, yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Uh, so 19. That was going to hit, babe. All right. Let's see. You it's a D eight. You should know what a longsword does. Yeah, it's D eight. So <laughs> five points of damage. <laughs> that's a that's a jab at Ryan because I fucked up last week because I was so spaced out. I tell you what, man, when you guys get me in an hour when I can actually function, I can function. You know, yeah. when we usually record it, it's like the ass end of the day for me. I think even the all the gargoyles have left by that time. Sure. Nighttail attempts to attack the same one that just tried to attack him just a few moments ago. And that will miss. Oh, no, it doesn't because he's still doing the power stance. That'll actually hit. Sorry. For nine points of damage, you see him just crank down and spear this rat right to the ground. Just ah, take him. You won't take it there, ratty boy. Stabi. <laughs> I think you still need to make another con save unless you want to move or stay there, whatever you want to do. Uh, I'll con save where I'm at. Okay. 12. No. Oh. I'm sorry, Stubby. Make another dex save. (sighs) (laughs) Nine. Nine. You drop the candle into the straw. Oh no. Who oh, no is right? This immediately starts a flame, which is going to be a problem in the next round. Warren, from where you are right next to Stubby, you watch him drop this candle into the does, straw. Does the fire that um, sprouts up from this candle in the straw, is it contained within a five foot cube? Right now it is in the awesome. five foot cube that he is in. 
Warren gestures over to the flame, flicks a finger, and the flame goes out. God, dude, that's oh, so nice. awesome. That is awesome. That is fucking awesome. That is amazing. Thank you. Thank you, Warren. Thank you. Oh my God. <laughs> that you. is, I've never seen such a great use of a spell. That is beautiful. Dude, I, I can't trip. Roast halfling. That dude. is awesome. Dude. Cantrips are your friend. <laughs> the two <laughs> rats, one of them on Flint, one of them on Sirkin. Flint, you're up first. That is going to miss Sirkin. That's going to miss as well. Jeez. All right. Flint, what do you want to do with this this stupid rat who's probably filled his own con saved? gets <laughs> his own piss. Still going to whack away. Uh, and probably miss with a six. That is going to miss. Sirkin, did you want to move or you want to stay there? I'm going to stay there for right now. Okay. Okay, uh, Sirkin will dodge that attack from that rat and try to attack him again with the longsword. Uh, 16. 16 is going to hit. Okay, for seven points of damage. Seven points of damage as you take this rat out of his miserable existence leaving him crumpled on the floor in front of you. Yes. What else would you like to do? Um, at that point, he's just going to try to face the rest of the rats and kind of just ready himself. See if any There's other one rat. left, and it's right in front of Flint. Okay. Nighttail sees what's going on. He looks behind him. He sees Stubby drop the candle. He sees Warren save that little dude's cheese. He looks towards Sirkin, sees him dispatching one of the rats, and moves forward to help Flint with the other rat, which takes him out of his power stance and misses. Flint, you fucked up his mojo. Stabi, what would you like to do? Drop another candle? Light it back <laughs> up. I light candle. it back up as a free action. Um, I'm just going to make another con save where I'm at. Try to get out of this okay. punk that I'm in. Fuck. It's going to be a nine. Nine. That's my answer. Sorry, my friend. Warren. I mean, there's just one uh, rat that's still up, right? Yeah. It's got three um, boys on him, too. So, I mean, I'm going to shoot like right in between like Flint's legs with an Eldritch Blast. Oh, oh shit. Mm -hmm. Hopefully not aim too high. Hey. Hopefully he's not hung, hung too low. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that is a 24 to hit. That's going to hit. Uh, oh my god, this poor rat. <laughs> this rat takes 13 points of force damage oh, and another fuck. two points of fire damage. <laughs> you see <him> like, <laughs> like, I just imagine, like, Flint's you say fire just, damage? Like, <laughs> two points of fire damage, so there's roast rat on the floor. So yeah. is he on fire? The, the rat not specifically. It's not an effect that okay, I creates just to, fire. Okay, yeah. I just want to see if we're going to have to do this again. It's more like a no. friction burn. <laughs> right, exactly. I just have this like mental image of like Flint standing over this rat ready to like drop his mace down on it and just like between his legs there's just like this force bolt that just like splatters the rat in this spread away from him on the floor. So as you guys exit out of combat, Warren, you're next to Stubby, who's just basically lost lunch, breakfast, last night's dinner. 
the beer He's that a you guys had. Second breakfast too. Yeah, yeah. second breakfast. The uh, the beer he had shared at the uh, at that tavern so many hours ago. Circan, uh, <clears throat> you look good at having dispatched your rat, Flint. You. Everybody's doing all right at this point, except for Stubby. What would you like to do? Go over to Stabby and pat him on the back until give him, he finally give him makes some his... uh, like charcoal help us soothe his belly. Right. Um, when, when Stabby finally gets himself together, then we should like probably move on. Yeah, he eventually comes around given enough times taken 20, he would eventually start exhaling all this stuff out of his little teabag lungs and feel much better. <laughs> now, you know that you guys, <laughs> you guys have, a, uh, <laughs> you, have, you have one exit out of this place. It is in the southwestern portion of the room. Let's go. Yeah, Heading let's over. Go. Yep. Yeah. As you leave this area, you see that it goes, the cavern goes for about 25 feet. And then it looks like a giant cave-in right in front of you. But there's a passageway to the north, another five-foot-wide cavern. It's like there, there was a Y. Why, I don't know. But there was a Y. You could go to the north, or you could have gone to the west, but there was a cave-in in the west which prevents okay. any further progress that way. So we could only go to the north. And you could only go to the north. To the north we go. Yeah. Uh, before entering the mouth of this other entrance, uh, I'm going to try to walk Stebby as close to the line where he feels comfortable that he could see. And then be like, do me a favor. See if there's any traps before we uh, enter further. <laughs> I'm like, it's popping. <laughs> uh, I'll roll an investigation check for any traps at the entrance to this. Please. Four. Four. Jeez. You're fairly confident that all is clear and that you guys should go forward at double the speed. <laughs> Flint will take the moment and, and cross forward. Keep going okay. forward. So you then switch places with Stubby, right? Yeah. Moving so yourself to the front. Okay. Uh, I took his word that everything's clear. He, he seemed to say it with confidence. And that's... Yeah, that's, it's good. That's actually pretty good <laughs> because he... Um, a, he can't see, and, and B, you're a dwarf. So as you start moving along, you notice that the tunnel starts curving towards the northwest. And then angles directly due north. And at this point, you can see the tunnel goes straight forward. It goes forward for about 20 feet, and then it opens into a large room. But until you get to that point, you can't see how wide the room is. I'm just describing as you guys oh, are okay. walking, you, and you turn to the, to the right, which is to the north, you see that it goes for about 10 feet, and then it just opens. Okay, uh, Flint will stop there, and can you make a perception check for, I don't know, anything, any noises, running water, anything you might normally find in a cave? Sure. Let 
That was horrible. Eight. I don't know if you would want to include uh You're fairly stone confident. cutting. Oh. <laughs> uh describe for me how you want to use stone cutting in this um, investigation. Knowing if the foundation is good in this room due to the, all the collapsed rooms and tunnels that we've been blocked off from. Um, also, if there's any kind of like airflow through this tunnel, like like some kind of like backdraft prevention type. Okay, go ahead and make it with an uh, advantage then. Reroll. All right. That is a 14. 14. You don't hear any rumblings like a cave-in. You don't sense any uh, any air movement. You don't hear any water dripping. You don't hear any rocks falling. It actually seems pretty quiet, pretty still. He'll look back at everyone. It's a little too quiet for my liking. Warren, would you be able to see anything? Well, past let me see. I'll uh, step forward so that I'm immediately behind Flint and look out over him and see how far I can see. <laughs> yeah. So as you take a peek around him, you see the same thing I described to Flint. You see that he's got about 10 feet of a hallway before mm -hmm. it opens onto a large room. <clears throat> go ahead and make mm -hmm. a perception check from where you are, Warren. You could do so as well if you'd like, Flint. Uh, not terrible. That's a 15. 15. You see from where you are, and it's probably like maybe 60 feet away from the entrance to this room, something mm -hmm. dangling from the ceiling to the floor. Okay. Like a rope? It's hard to tell from from this distance. Okay. I'll kind it of point to it. It doesn't look very thick, so it's, it's possible. It could be a rope. It could be a snake. It could be a tentacle. Okay. A snake. A snake. I will point it out to um, Flint just to see if he can't. What's uh, the ceiling height on this? Sorry, I don't know if you said it or not. I didn't say because you can't tell from this distance. You you don't have a, a sense of uh, what's that called? You don't. There's nothing in there to, to give you a sense of to gauge the. Yeah. What am I looking oh, for? Scale. 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 You got yeah. nothing to scale it to. I know this is such a large. I normally call it as four I don't know what word. sides up. <laughs> you don't even know what sides up. So this is the only direction we can go then, right? This is it. Yes. Okay. From what you can tell. Okay. I'll, I'll, I mean, I just make mention of whatever's hanging there and just look to the others for input. Um, I, it looks like a large room. Is Does there seem to be much cover in the room? No, it doesn't. Seems pretty plain. You just see, like, uh, from where you are, ten feet back, still, mind you. Mm -hmm. You just see part of the room, and then mm -hmm. something dangling way off in the distance, about, like I said, about sixty feet away. Okay. Um, let's be cautious and move in. As you move right. in to the entrance of the room, are you leading the pack now, Warren, or who's who's leading my pack here? Mm -mm. Uh, here's the thing if we're trying to go quietly I don't think Flint would be the best case to be up in the front just because he is pretty loud <sighs> um, if we're not trying to go stealth we'll just move up to 10 feet and we can take a look from there and okay. we can see if mm -hmm. we can get a better look just to be where you at in all this 
Um, I'll run second behind Flint. Okay, I'll I'll run third unless Sirkin is interested in that. Uh no, Sirkin will stay, stay in the back. Okay, you guys can go first. Clint, as you move <clears throat> to the entrance of this room, <coughs> sorry, you notice that there's a path that leads directly down the center of this room. The room itself is probably about 50 feet wide, maybe 60 feet wide, goes 60 feet long. And there's a path that runs down the center. It's maybe seven feet wide, and then it drops down on either side into pits on both sides. Hmm. And the path leads to whatever is dangling down from the ceiling down to the floor. What does the outside of the paths show? Is it just... It drops down to like gullies on both sides of this path. It's almost like a giant ridge in the middle of this room. Oh, this isn't ominous. Yeah. (sighs) All right. Well, I'll turn back and... Turn back and go home. (laughs) Yeah. Is it Stubby or Warden that's behind me? Stubby. Stubby? Shoot. He's blind. <laughs> and he's blind what an insult. Too. Oh man, he's blind. Can he see in this? Yeah, it's it's a little bit private than low light. All right. I'll be like, Stebby, careful and watch your steps. Seems like we're on a, a ridge on this trail to continue forward. And how how uh far from the center? Is it in the center of the room that you said that thing's dangling down? Like, what's the distance? It's about 60 feet away from you, but it's directly in front of you. And this path is, it's not narrow. It's like seven feet wide. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, it's, but it, you know, on either side of the path, it dangles, you know, drops down into these gullies, these pits with jagged shit all on the bottom of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll move up 30 feet and uh, re-examine the area. Okay. Do you turn around, see your see your gang behind you at the yeah. standing at the entrance, like, what's he doing? Is he gonna fucking make it? You know, you just see that the whole cavern is is pretty jagged and everything. But from this distance, as you looking around, you can see that it is indeed a rope that's dangling from the ceiling down and not just ending at the floor, but going into the floor. Oh, shit. All right. Well, it's not a monster. Sebi, we're all right. For seems now. To be, it seems to be just a rope. Um, can I throw a rock down the tunnel and see how far the distance is? Make an S, like a guess of how far that rope goes down? Not from 30 feet. That'd be like you playing golf. You had to, you're going to try to from 30 feet to throw oh, a rock. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Sorry. I'll move up closer. Knowing okay. that it's a rope now. Okay, so you go the full distance. You look down. You see there's a yeah. seven-foot hole that's in front of you that dangles down. Um, and you can't see... We can't see down how far it goes? I'm actually... Uh, I had to check something real quick. As you look down, you could see that it is 30 feet down. It's like it goes down to another level below the level you're already on. Is this the third level that we've gotten down? This you start on the first. We drop down one. On, on zero. You're on sub level one. Now you're gonna go 
this would be sub level two that goes down. Okay, sub level two. Okay, because I knew we dropped a few times. Yep. Yeah, but you always made the death save. <laughs> <laughs> and we have <laughs> not the truth. Um, <laughs> well, only one thing to do now. You're right. Find out what happens next session. Drop down. Hiya. All right, hey. Sadie. You know the drill. Hop on. <laughs> Hop on. <laughs>